0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, marvelous. Okay. Yeah, uh. I'm on my Frank
1: Lucas shit. Three-piece suits. Valentino cufflinks, LV shoes. I bring the shorty closer Just enough to fill the gun on the holster Out on the balcony, filling on the breeze City skylines, we're puffing on some trees Cup of honey on the rocks with the soda Made back front of the building with the chauffeur And he waiting on me Got a rolling in his hands and my name in the seats No gift, baby, no thanks No chinchillas, baby, so what happened to Frank? No phone calls, transactions hand to hand Give the drugs to Rick, the money to Benny Banks
0: Talk the craze and he talks to me Keep my business out the streets, it's the ART Oh. Yeah, yeah. my co-host craze i don't know if you could see him whatever screen he's in yeah the director of the show up, as man? The How you doing? uh let me and we are officially live on youtube welcome to the show it's our second anniversary second year doing a podcast uh Crazy Boogie is setting up the hookah currently. You know that that's the situation. He's getting himself ready. Uh, Justin's here. Clarence is here. And also with us today is 2011 Golden Gloves boxing champion, former Bantamweight champion, former featherweight champion, and UFC uh, featherweight Julio Arce. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. What's
1: going on, guys? Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yo, thank uh, you for coming through, bro.
0: First of all, thank you for coming through. Thank you for being a Latino MMA fighter. Uh, our yeah. audience wanted us to interview more UFC fighters, and we figured, why not Latinos? Um, so, you're not in camp right now. We were just having a conversation before we all got cut off.
1: Yeah, right now, it's, it's more like downtime, but mm-hmm. not, not really downtime. More like just like a, a chance to kind of really you know, detail my, my, my game and really work on certain things to make better so when I make my return, you know, it's like a so, new, like new improved.
0: So let's dissect that game for a little bit. I mean, you're a boxing Golden Gloves champ, so that means you got hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some KOs. Uh, what do you think in your game? You're a two-degree black belt under Tiger Showman. Shout out to Tiger Shulman. Uh What do you think in your game do you need to
1: improve as far as in the MMA realm? For me, I know I have to work strictly on more wrestling and being more offensive in my wrestling. Mm-hmm. My takedown defense, it's, it's its solid, but I think my wrestling offense could use a little more. And I know in a couple of fights, I could have done, used it a lot more. It could have been even more helpful. So okay. that's
0: something I've been really focused on. So wrestling heavy. And when can we see you return to the octagon?
1: I think uh, you'll probably see me return to the Octagon by next year, by like around, you know, maybe January, hopefully around that time. And just I'll be able – I'm making looking to make my debut at uh, 135.
0: So yeah, we were talking about that, Division of Killers, the yeah. hot division right now. So is there a fight you're like, mm, I like that. It's interesting. It's challenging. Is there someone in mind that you have in your mind right now that you're aiming. I know, you know, man. You trying, and... trying to have him call somebody out live? <laughs> I mean, he probably got a couple people in his
1: mind. I'll already. tell you what, though, there's a lot of fun matches at 135. So it's pretty, it's pretty hard to pick. I know like the moment, like right now for me, I'm not ranked up high. So anybody mm-hmm. that we actually have in mind would, you know, they're above me. It makes no sense for them to fight backwards. But I know once I get like into the top 15 and, uh, you know, it'll be a lot more. There's a lot of fun fights in there. So, I got my eye on the car, a bunch of people, so I, you know, like right now, nobody specific in mind. I just want to make that debut at thirty-five and start really making a run for it.
2: Yo, but tell us, Rick, you kind of ran into like MMA mode real quick. I feel like I, gotta, I did. I
0: did. I didn't. Gotta, I, I, you know, I didn't go. I, I need a little bit of background.
2: Yet. You know, I'm not a sports. <laughs> I need a little bit of like background um, information. I feel like this is a lot for me right now.
0: So. <laughs> Uh, we do this podcast and Craze is not a uh, sports person per se at all. So he's strictly here to ask you those questions. Uh
1: those life questions. I'm here I'm here to learn, bro. That's why that's why I do this
2: podcast. <laughs> that's great
1: though, because you have an outside perspective and like say if you're not like a little, like you know, if you're not like into it, it's great because you're gonna have questions that maybe people who are in it may not ask. So it's like I like I go for it, man. Right.
2: Like, has anyone ever fucking pulled your beard while you were uh, <laughs> doing the
1: gym? <laughs> Wait, what? Through in the in a fight or just in general? a fight. Let's say. Person. In a fight. You know when when you're up against the cage and the person's trying to press you is like your chin hairs get plugged. I think I got like a bald spot here one oh, time right here. Yeah. It was a while back, man. There's some parts like pushing their face against my like like their forehead against it, and like I just feel the hairs getting pulled. I'm like, oh, damn. It's oh. like you know, you know when you're whenever, when you're mom, when you're when you're younger and you got in trouble and your mom pulled your sideburn. That's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> exactly, you know what I'm talking about. Damn. Now,
0: I'm not so, type of Craze wants to know more of your background. So, you're from Queens, Bayside, Queens. Yeah, you told
2: yeah. us who, you're originally. You were
1: born in uh, a state. Florida. That I don't really, you know. <laughs> yeah. really oh, know good. <laughs> Yeah, but, so I was originally born in uh, in uh, in Miami, Florida. You know, so and then I came you know I went to live in Colombia for a while, and then came here oh, and you know, then I've been living in Queens ever since. For our oh, Colombian fans out there, what part of Colombia? Cali Colombia. Oh. <laughs> Cali. Yo
2: Cali,
0: Cali women. Here we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so you are from Queens. Um, You were in boxing. You did the Golden Gloves tournament. What made you... I mean, you were also in Tiger
1: Showman for a while. What made you want to get into MMA? It's martial arts. Did
2: did martial arts
1: come first? Yeah, for me, martial arts came first. I started training in uh, Tiger Showman. I've been here for 19 years now. Yeah. Yo, Tiger Showman... Is that dude up here too?
2: Like, I feel like that. I don't know who he is, but I'm assuming I've seen a lot of, <laughs> um, a lot of Tiger Showman Karate's.
1: Yeah, so I you feel know, big dog up here. Yeah, yeah. man. It's you know, like um, we are. You know, we're an organization that you know spread through the East Coast, and um, you know, we've we've had a lot of a lot of we've built you know like a lot of schools, a lot of great instructors, and only you know like. We're technically we're not a fight school, but like we, me and and my, and my teammates who made it to UFC or yet the people who are in the amateurs. We're like the one percent that chose to take it a little further, you know. For us, is the teaching. It's uh, it's about teaching martial arts to to the average person, whether it's you know whether they want to just get in shape or they want to learn how to defend themselves. You know, learn a little jujitsu. It's like we offer it to them and also show them that it's not. You know, martial arts is not something that. You don't. It's like you have to start young. Like you can still start martial arts now and still have fun. To the the excitement of of always continuing to improve, no matter what, right? Even if you oh, throw gosh. a jab a thousand times or ten thousand times, like there's always something to make it better. better. Right? So the sport keeps evolving, so it's awesome. awesome.
2: So you started out with with um with with Tiger Showman. You're still affiliated with them, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah though, that's my main gym. My coaches and everything. That's awesome. I, that's Shout,
0: awesome. awesome. Shout out to uh, Hurricane Shane Burgos. i oh, good. Jimmy I'm Rivera. Mike the Trezano, whole The whole squad. So let, let's go into MMA. First of all, MMA is, the, for those who don't know, the weight cut thing. You mentioned you're going to Bantamweight. Originally, you were fighting at Featherweight, which is, which is mm-hmm. 145.
1: And you walk around at I walk around right now. I'm going like 158, 160.
0: Okay, so that means that this young man has to get down to his weight Friday before the fight, and he has to get to 145 if he's fighting at 145. That's a rigorous process. He is going to take that process 10 pounds further down, and he is going to be challenging. Uh, I had pulled it up right now because I just I didn't remember who's up in those rankings, but. Is Aljo, Marlon Morais, Peter Yan, Cody Garbrandt, Frank Yeager, Pedro Munoz, Jose Aldo, the legend, Jimmy Rivera, his teammate, Rafael Sanso, Rob Font, Dominic Cruz. Uh, it, a lot of killers in that division. Um, for me, the Rob Font fight, I'm gonna say right now, Rob Font to me is interesting to, to you and Rob Font, or maybe somebody like you and
1: Dominic Cruz. Dude, any one of those fights would be so exciting.
2: Like I said, so, just,
1: as long as we do this weight, cut, you know, you do the weight cut right. I have a, uh, have a, you know, like a, I have a, a team, a team behind me. I Have this this guy, his nutritionist, Frank Benedetto. He runs mm-hmm. this thing called Counter Strike, and he does like my strength and conditioning, and also he monitors that we're eating, you know, the right way to make sure that I get to a walk around weight, especially because this is a, this. It's a process that I used to do and then yeah. I stopped doing. So now going back to 45 to 35, it'll be a little tougher. But like I said, as long as I'm doing this right and I'm not just trying to like starve myself, it makes it makes sense. So with the frame of the type of frame that I have, I can make I can make 35. So, you know, they're they're watching. They're watching over that. They're making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm weighing in. I'm getting to a good walk around weight. So the thing is, this whole time, since this whole pandemic hit and all this stuff. Yeah. I've just been focused on just getting my weight down, you know, getting to where I'm comfortable, a comfortable walk around weight. So then the mm-hmm. cut is not drastic and it's not like a 30 pound weight cut when it could be like 10, 15 pounds, you know, maybe less.
0: When you're switching divisions, Jose just did it. He took a, a really long time in between 45 and 35. Cause you wanna, you wanna cut the weight so your walk around weight is down. Not, you don't wanna cut that extra weight during fight week. So. Oh. Um, just talking about weight cutting because it's it's a subject that is very dangerous. People do not know. They just watch the fights on Saturday night. They do not know what goes on behind the scene. They do not know there's a six to eight week fight camp where fighters get mauled for eight weeks by their (laughs) entire camp and then they finally get to the wee Fight Week and they're probably injured but they're not going to say it. Uh, They're doing a weight cut. They're drinking all this water, water loading, and they have to speak to the media and you might run into the wrong person. And they're like, Oh, you know, this guy's an asshole. He wouldn't even
1: take a picture with me. I mean, the... there's so much that goes on. And I, you know, I think now like the, the way social media is, I think people have a better understanding that before, yeah. like before, you know, look, it's fight week, it's fight week. So some mm-hmm. people like, is that everyone does their wake up very differently. So mm-hmm. like some people, they drop like 20 some pounds in like, 24 hours which is crazy some people like I said you know like for me I'm getting to a walk around weight that I'm gonna be very comfortable at so then the cut is actually easier and I just make sure you know that you know my nutrition is done right so I get I get I get that done but you know like during fight week I mean I know like look some people get so cranky while they're cutting weight and you're <laughs> and you're getting asked the same question over and over, over and over How again are you yeah. feeling how's this how's that you're just like in your mind, like, you have to just, you ever watch Madagascar? You're like yeah. little penguins are like, just smile and wave, boys. Just smile and wave. You have to like, <laughs> smile and just answer the questions pretty much. But in reality, it's you... like, in reality, just like, oh, guess like, just.
0: I imagine you get this question a lot. How's the weight?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just go like, weight's oh, good. I'll be on that scale making weight soon.
0: How's the weight? And then there's always the obvious question about, oh, how do you think you're going to win this fight on Saturday? The best one is, how you feeling? How are you <laughs> feeling?
1: I'm getting ready to fight. How do you think I'm feeling?
0: <clears throat> I've been to a lot of these. Well, we do it in New York when the UFC's in New York. We'll do the media scrums over there. Yeah, and just some of the questions, and I'll 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 be talking to the fighters, and I'll try not to repeat the exact same question because if I'm sitting around the area and I heard you answer that question, why the hell would I want just to get that soundbite from you on my? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what it is, though. So Somebody, I'll tell you what. In uh, one of my fights, there, uh, some person came up to me and they asked me like questions that had nothing to do with fighting. It's like the most. It's, it's like some, some random stuff you just like it just made you think you're like, what the hell does this have to do with anything? But you're like, all right, that was cool. It was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're gonna get those questions from crazy today.
1: So <laughs> frozen,
2: I, froze right now frozen, frozen, frozen.
0: How do you feel know. about being a Latino
1: in know. the UFC? Dude, I'm 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 actually excited. I'm so I'm I'm so pumped, and I'm so honored that I get to represent the Latino community. You know, being in the UFC, especially, especially Colombia, because, you know, like like I said before, it wasn't there's there's only a small amount of us in there. And now I feel like we're getting our shot and we got a lot of talent that's coming from there. And still, even like people who are not in the UFC yet, were Colombian that want to, you know, get that opportunity. And now like like a spotlight is getting put on them and like a door is opening for them to come through. Like look, you got a lot of Mexican fighters though in the UFC, a lot of Brazilians. But now you got like like we said before, you got Ecuadorian, Argentinian, Peruvian, Colombian, you got Cuban. Cuban, Like, I mean, you, you got Puerto Puerto Rican, you like they're all like they're opening that door for us to like now come in and really showcase what we got. So it's great to be able to represent and also just to bring so much joy to look Colombia, everyone loves soccer. So it's mm-hmm. like you really didn't pay attention to like the MMA side as much as as you do now but you know like the UFC came along and you see fighters from Colombia coming in there they're like holy crap yo there's talent there like yeah. let's let's check them out let's give them a shot so there's nothing better than that and to have other people given up op- you know give an opportunity so it's it's great to see that and also it just makes me proud man you know uh, give 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 Latinos a you know, like, uh, like a give us a chance, like a shot. Yeah, let us shine, man. Chance. Yeah.
0: There's, there's more than just Brazilians.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask though, like in in Colombia, is is uh, like martial arts, mixed martial arts, is it big? Like, would you say it's like? Because uh, I feel like in we me and Rick, we're both Dominican. I feel like yeah. I don't know that about. I don't know that much about the Dominican
0: Republic. We got Alex Garcia, the Dominican nightmare. Yeah, reigns with like, GSP a, in uh, Montreal. That's but as like,
2: as like uh, but as a thing in terms of like, as a norm, mixed
1: martial arts is not that. No, I mean? For, it's not as popular as it's like like it's like baseball soccer, or like, baseball soccer. Sport. All that's like it's it. But now that it's made like you know, look even like look this whole pandemic, it's the UFC kept putting on their shows and they so was, yes they did so they did that and they see like okay wow it's, it's like we didn't know there was talent like this talent here like why didn't we look over here and now all of a sudden it's like you got people coming out of everywhere and it's they they actually did an amazing thing by keeping their shows going because it gave a lot of people opportunities so it's it put a spotlight on all Latinos and it, I think it's great
2: I think so, UFC had a unique opportunity too, though, because I feel like they they had an opportunity to really be a little bit more safe than like the other sports. That yeah, it's,
0: I mean, it's 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 the ref and the two fighters. Um, outside the cage, there's a numerous amount of people because the cut man. And the, the, the
2: yeah, but, team. but I mean, there's a there's the ability <clears> the social distances to kind of like be a little bit. There more There
0: is, safe. and fight yeah. island was a great idea, by the way. Just going yeah. to an island and just. <laughs> Um, hey man, I they like, found
1: a way. They found a way, and, uh, and I'm I'm so happy they did. They kept things going because imagine, imagine after that whole pandemic, you got no fights, you got no sports. It's like what are you watching? There <laughs> was watch the the I think
0: they were the first sport to come back. Yeah, uh, I They actually mean, yeah. didn't stop. Yeah, I think they were the first one. I think they had to cancel like two or three events, but. They, Three weeks later, Dana had they turned it around.
1: Off. Yeah. Yeah. I got to give it to him, man. They, they turned that around quick.
0: So let's say the boss came to you and said, well, Uño, I, I like how you're looking at a 45, but it gives you a top 10 name. Would you take that fight or would you,
1: uh, or is this Bantamweight thing? That's the division you want to be in. That's the division I want to be in. You know, like I said, uh, I think it depends where I was. If, if, I was doing, you know, if I'm in 45, and I was really. You beat, uh,
0: hold on a second, Uh, because MMA math is real. Uh, (laughs) I can't pronounce the guy's name correctly, but he lost to Calvin Cater recently, and people were. Yeah. He took an L from you, so um, you would have been. I get it. Yeah. You, I, you probably feel more comfortable at 35. But if, if there was a fight at 45 to make, that you would... Dana says, this is the fight. Who would be the ideal guy that you want would
1: want to face? You know, since I beat Ige, I'm pretty sure, like I said, if, if I kept going at 45, me and him would meet down the road again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like, I, I, would, I would love Calvin Cater. He's freaking... Uh, MMA math is
0: real. So And then you look at his body list... So I feel like you beat a fighter and you kind of like take the W's with you. I don't I, I, like like you know let's say you beat uh Jose and you beat a couple guys and somebody comes well I and and beats you then that kind of like puts your you beat him and he lost to Cater and now I mean does that that means you and Cater could Yeah yeah
1: I I I told, I told you, I get it I get it <laughs> like it's it, it, you make the you make you make you make the you, like the style and the the match makes sense. It but does. I guess you know it gets to a point like you know when when these guys are so high up in the rankings, um, sometimes it's tough because look, some people don't want to fight backwards. Like if we scared. were if we were if we were unranked, like I say we were not in the top fifteen. Then it would make sense. But once people get in the top fifteen or top ten, they don't want to fight somebody that's going to take that spot. They want to fight the people that are above them because then they're, they're going to move forward towards the title. Let's say somebody that's like unranked, like somebody who's like ranked under out the top 15, like 16, and he fights somebody that's number five. I think for somebody who's at top five, it puts a lot of pressure on because if they lose that fight, it's like you don't know where the rankings are going to take you after that. And like they'll oh, replace you in the rankings, that kind of thing. That's why those fighters get a ton of respect from me.
0: I, I like the fighters that are willing to take whatever the fight... You know, when Masvidal said, Oh, word, Usman, I'll take it. When yeah. Drops all that weight. Whatever. I mean, it, yes, it's for the title and it's a lot of money. But look at the time frame he took the fight on. So, I, I
1: get It's a it. win-win for him. Look, but, you can't deny because he actually... He, he held his own but whole fight. I was rooting for him, and I'm like, yo. I he was pull, 100% pulls this, like, <laughs> He pulls off this big uh, this big upset, and as it like, takes out his tequila, it's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I honestly, I was rooting for him also. Um, he did pretty good under those circumstances. I, I don't believe in moral victories, but you look at that fight, and you, you got to respect Jorge. Yeah, he, he did what he had to do. What's a moral
2: victory? bro? tell
0: me. A moral victory is when you don't win, but you walked away with something. So, for example... uh I believe in moral victories. Amanda okay. Nunez, the baddest female MMA fighter on the planet. She just faced... uh I forgot her first name. Spencer. Felicia Spencer. Felicia Spencer, right? Felicia Spencer is a natural 145. Amanda, she fights up on that weight. And she took Amanda five rounds. Now, if you're Spencer, you walk away with that... I mean, she got... Wrecked. But you walk away. Like I took champion to five rounds. I didn't let her finish me. So it, it's like yeah, it's something you walk away with. Like she's tough. She's tough like she's a tough fight. So, so that's you're is, you don't
2: believe in fucking moral
0: victories. I don't believe in moral victories. I believe you walk away with something out of that fight that you could put into your next fight. So okay. let's let's go back to Bantam because that's mm-hmm. that's where the future lies. I'm going to say Dominic Cruz for a lot of different reasons. First of all, matchup wise, stylistically, if Cruz wants to take a fight, because I don't, I don't think he might be interested in fighting. First of all, he's a former champ, which gives you that. Uh, also, you'll be facing a guy's incredible footwork. He's constantly moving around. So, stylistically, if you were to say get over on Cruz or, or beat Cruz or KO Cruz, it would immediately jump you into he's ranked 11th, but if you beat him, it would jump you into that top
1: 10. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's just so I mean, you beat a legend, you beat somebody <laughs> who's like a, a name in the sport, man.
0: Two time bantamweight champ. Um, so that would be an interesting fight. I said Rob Font, I mean, it's just a yeah. lot, of, lot of good matchups.
2: Yo, I'm curious about like, so I understand that it's mixed martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Here we go. You come from a uh, a taekwondo, right? Let's say uh, is that base. the background? base? Yeah. With some boxing, right? And so your style is it is it a combination of that, or you would say like, nah, my MMA style is like different than
1: than what I would do. So for me, we started like I said. We we are we're a mixed martial arts. We started like you know with you know basic kickboxing and uh, and jujitsu. So you know we kind of instilled the discipline of karate. So I've you know I start off with like a, a pretty solid base in in just kickboxing and jujitsu, and I just build it up. And I think um, what happened is as as I was this is like back when I was when I was when I was an amateur. My my coaches were. They're like, look, if you want to go professional, you have to fight in the disciplines that they have. So I did kickboxing matches. I did amateur MMA matches. I did a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments. And that's when they threw me into the, into the New York Golden Gloves. And that was my first time doing like a boxing tournament. So it took me out of my element because I can't kick you. I can't take you down. I can't really grab you. I can't choke you out. So I just have to. I have to start throwing. I have to start, you know, focusing on just my hands, which was great because, uh, you know, our our coach, uh, the Tiger Schulman himself, he's like, Look, oh, we're gonna take you to a boxing gym and spar with these world champions, right? Get you ready." And you know, then they're kind of like cross training with, you know, with other gyms that you know offered that to prepare me for the for the Golden Gloves. Same thing when it comes to like MMA fights. You know, we have our we have our team. And he'll take us to, like, uh, he'll take us to another gym. He's like, look, these guys want to cross-train. Because also, great work. You know, you Mm -hmm. learn something from going with people from the outside. And it's like, it doesn't matter, like, how you do. It's like, we want you just to learn. Because sometimes we're all training with each other. And you kind of know each other so well, you get to, like, a stalemate. Like, all right, we need to, we need, like, new people. Like, we have, uh, sometimes these other people come in. We have, like, wrestlers coming in from, like, college and, like, high school. They come in, they're just they're doing all the, all this crazy stuff and they're not used to, some of them are not used to what, you know, jujitsu, you know, the jujitsu style of it. So it takes them away. But then for us, it's like, all right, you know, we want to improve our wrestling. Let's just wrestle them. And even if we get tossed around, it's like, doesn't matter. Like you're learning. It's great, you know, and we just, you know, learn from every discipline. That's what they had me do. They're like, participate in this, participate in this. And then when you go pro, you're not going to be one dimensional. You're not going to be Okay, if they take you to the ground, you're in trouble, and that's it. It's like, no, they take you to the ground, you'll be comfortable there. If they want to uh, strike with you, you're, com- you're comfortable there. So they set yep. the path for me the right way. And and
2: athlete-wise, who, who are people in terms of, like, fighting and styles that you are, like, I would say inspired by? Only thing I know about um, MMA is jiu-jitsu originated from the Gracie, you know, yeah, the it's a, yeah. a Gracie gym right here in the BX. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure which one of them it is, but I know there's one here. And I there's feel like ton of those grace. dudes, those dudes to me, no, I'm saying, it, but here in the BX. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: there's I feel like that to me is like, okay, well, if you do MMA and you're you're heavy in the jujitsu, probably you're looking at that like, you know, bloodline and like that, that fucking like lineage
1: fight yeah. to like inspire you. So like for you. Who like for me i mean i watched uh i watched a lot of a lot of like fighters that i know like for me a long time ago you know i used to watch uh, george st pierre's excellent example of, you know like he's pink could do it all he's yeah he he did it all but and you are talking to a guy that you know look he just went in there and wrestled with some of the best wrestlers you know he took people that were like he's not gonna wrestle him and took him down i mean when he took out Matt Hughes for the welterweight title. It was insane. You know, what he did to, you know, BJ Penn, like, you know, you look at his, you know, his resume, it, it's insane. But guess what? He, he probably took himself out of his comfort zone and he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to focus on this. I mean, he even did – he was he did a gymnastics to help him kind of add to what he already has in his arsenal, which is crazy. So it's like – It's even like, look, you look at somebody like Lomachenko, his dad made him dance for like, took him out of boxing, had him do dance. footwork. Yeah, exactly. So it's like little things like that, that it's great to see because it's like, okay, if I do this, not, you know, like, even though you might not want to do it, it's like, you're going to get something out of it. So it's like, the good thing is your coaches are setting the path for you even though like you're like, why am I dancing? Why am I doing this? And then when you realize like, oh, that's why, like that makes sense. So, mm. so you- my last my last question
2: oh, um, here Rick, we go and go I'll let Rick take over <laughs> is about, you know, I asked um, I used to ask a couple of our guests about this, you know, I, I see that you have a luxurious you know, beard, hair uh, combination. And so like, is hair care a part of your training? <laughs> yes. Definitely. Like, you gotta and, look good to fight good. And like yeah. the tips, you know,
1: for keeping the beard luxurious. I know our, our fans as well as my, I do. I'll All tell right. you what, I'll be honest. You know how it took me a long time for I like, could grow a nice, like a good looking beard. You had right? spots
0: like like me? I,
1: I had spots, you know, yeah. Cause I, I remember I had to do this thing uh, called Movember. And uh, oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. So it's like, you know, well, you raise just... money for, I think it was a, Man's yeah, yeah Mansell. So like I was trying to just grow a mustache just for it. It looks it looks horrible. But, You're but sure. the thing is, like as I'm trying to grow this thing, it was just such a struggle. And I'm just like, all right. And like I would just grow patches. So I was just shaving off and I only have like my mustache. And it just grew so it so weird. And then eventually like the hair started growing in. And you I just gotta eating, keep like,
0: shaving, like
1: my uncle yeah. told me. And it was like the I beer bomb. You get the little beard bomb. You like, you know, like stuff to make the make the hair a little softer, so it's not itchy underneath either. Gotcha.
0: Yes. Number one on Julio Arce's list, going into fight camp is making sure his beard looks good. His beard luxurious, a- according to, <laughs> to Crazy Boogie. Luxurious. <laughs> so good haircut Something you are one of those rare people that has. Tip your 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 toes, so, so to speak, in boxing and in the yeah. octagon. Um, what is what? What's, what's the difference? What's it like, you know, being in an octagon opposed to a boxing ring? I mean, McGregor's done it, and then uh, Holly Holmes has done it. There's been a couple other people that's done it. Um, but boxing was so huge, and I feel like MMA has now surpassed it as a sport. What is, what is the difference between the two disciplines?
1: I think that, you know, like in box in boxing, you know, like you're, you're only, you're limited to just two of your weapons mm-hmm. as in, you know, in MMA, you, I mean, it, you got kicks, you got elbows, you got, you got wrestling, jujitsu. So it's like, mm-hmm. it makes it more exciting. It makes it more dangerous in a way, because you know that it's like such a high, it's just such like a high stakes chess match like even if you're a great kickboxer, it's like the moment I grab you and take you down, I'm going to strangle you, especially if you don't know how to defend or vice versa. You might be good at wrestling in jujitsu, but if I kick you in the face, it's like <laughs> – that's not going to help you. So it's like it, – it builds like more excitement because it's just, like anything can happen. In boxing, it's great. It's very technical and there's – but you know you only have the two weapons to you, – you know, your, your fists. Your fists and the, your,
0: the your footwork. Warp.
1: Yeah, your footwork and, and, you know, your fist. Um, I'll tell you what, though, but it was exciting because it it made me really just focus on just one aspect of it. And that's what I really liked about boxing. It's also very technical. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just go in there guns blazing because you got either 8, 10, or 12 rounds. So if you get tired in the first two, you're with the rest of them. Yeah, that shit, I, 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 that's why I fuck with boxing. I feel like it's a, it's
2: really an endurance test. You know, like it's a, it's a marathon.
0: I mean, yeah. but 25 minutes of a guy pushing you up against a cage and putting his weight on top of you can also give you the same exact 12-round mm-hmm. feeling. That's true. Because mm-hmm. when you're doing a, a main event, MMA fight, it's five minutes, five rounds. Yeah, man. That's... And it's a long five minutes if you don't have no striking in there.
2: Mm-hmm now, Five minutes is a long time to be, you know,
0: exerting all your
2: energy. Because I feel like rounds in, I think that's a big difference that you mentioned in boxing. You got to kind of pace yourself. Mm-hmm. In, in MMA, you really got to kind of. You, you don't really have really,
1: much time to. Yeah. Uh, you really got to use your, your whole pull. all your
2: energy every round. I feel like you got to really exert all your. <laughs>
1: yeah. in, M- in MMA, it's like I say you know you have a lot more. You have a lot of opportunities to really break somebody down. Mm-hmm. Even if I look, I can hold you against the cage for five minutes and just ground and pound you. You survive. Then I come out next round. I just start kicking your leg until you just can't stand on it. And then it's like, Whoa, he just switched it up on me. So I think boxing is a more, it's a very technical chess match as a little bit in MMA. It gets a little wilder because it's like, look, you could be beating me, and all of a sudden I just come out of nowhere with a spinning back fist or an elbow, and then that's it. Your lights are out. So, it like I say, it just, there's a lot more opportunities in MMA than there is in, in, in boxing. So, it you know, that's what makes it kind of more exciting. Imagine. So what you're okay. saying is you like <laughs> to be able to elbow and kick. <laughs> yeah, man. Somebody's tagging you up with their hands, and you drive your shin – right into their face and put their lights out. You're just like, like, it's over.
0: So, let me ask you. You're a New Year guy. What's it like, you know, fighting in AC, Rochester, places like that? Do you get, like, a home vibe feel to it? And how hard is it to not eat buñuelos and uh, uh, some of the famous (laughs) Colombian dishes while you're in fighting? Is
2: Is there Colombian food in Rochester?
1: No, he's, not from not he's from Queens. He's from Queens. But I got, I got a, and I got he's Jackson in Queens. God, so if like he goes to Jackson there.
0: Heights and he goes to Cositas Ricas or <laughs> Los Chusos, he's going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I'm coming back a welterweight. That's why that's going to happen. <laughs> Yo, Arepa's a chocolate on deck. Yo, huh? man, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a shout. You ever, have you ever been to Arepa Lady? that's Yo, where's she at? Tell Where me. is that? She, it's in, um it's not by it's in Jackson Heights. I gotta give you the address. Is, so that, is that. it on Roosevelt? Yes, it's on Roosevelt. It used to be, it used to be, and they moved their location somewhere else. Let me see if I can pull these guys up, because that, yeah. is, that, is, that is, that is, the so, spot. So how'd your Did parents come?
0: take the uh, news that you wanted to go into professional fighting?
1: You know, it was a little rough, because I know, like, you know, moms are, yeah, very protective. My mom was like, you know, why are you going to do that? <laughs> and she, she wasn't, she was like, you know, she was about the idea of me training and stuff like. in the morning. Like, yo, I want to fight. You know, that itself was a little bit of a challenge, but I think now she's grown to understand, you know, like what I put 19 years of, you know, training into. And she's like, I, I, I get it now. I get it. I get why you love this. I get why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, she, trying to give her a heart attack when I fight, but but, you <laughs> does know, she, like does that she was, watch? She watched, she watched the TV. She can't do it live. She did one fight where I was live. I think it was the MSG fight where I got really bloody. And yeah, that was like, <laughs> that one was rough. That, I'm like, that. that's that's the hardest one to watch. You came to the bad, you came to the the, the toughest one. Damn. Anyway, if, you were, if you were to see, uh, I'm sure you could call the picture somewhere, but uh, I fought an MSG. That's the Morais uh, fight, I think. Yeah, the Morais fight. That fight got bloody, man. And we went to a split decision. It's insane. You know, a friend of
0: mine, um, really huge MMA fan, he gave me a perspective on looking at, like, lost records. Mm-hmm. He says, throw away the decisions because some of those fights could go either way. Just look at the actual putouts. Yeah, So, like... Uh, if I look at your record right now, um, let's see. It's 16 wins, four losses. But two of those are split decisions. So you realistically got 16 wins and two losses.
1: Man. Uh,
0: and the two losses weren't even in the UFC. That's way back when.
1: bring really of was combat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I look at records. So I I look at Nate Diaz, for example. He's got a ton of losses, but a lot of those are decisions. You got to take those out of the equation. So as far as, like, the fight week, you didn't tell me, is it hard to stay away from those home-cooked meals? Or does your mom or the family know when you're coming over to a gathering or something? Because we're Latin,
1: and we do big
0: gatherings.
1: Do they have – or do you bring your own stuff with you? I'll tell you what, at first – you know how mom, mom gets like, muy flaco, come más," yes, yes. <laughs> and you're like, "Bob, cut weight." It's like, no, 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 no. Here's a here's a giant plate of food for you. Here you go. <laughs> and you're just like, but, you know, my, my my mom, she she learns to understand. It's like, okay, it's like, are you cutting weight? It's like, all right, I'll make you this on the side for you. So, she, but before it was like, why are you so skinny? Eat something. Eat this. Have been Yeah. <laughs> So the parents are supportive.
0: Yeah, they are. That's good. Do you have any younger family members that want to go into fighting, that look up to you and ask you for advice, or students that you might
1: have in your gym? I have a lot of students. You know, I have a lot, of, a lot of students in my gym that you know they ask me they want to you know they want to go into this, mm-hmm. and I think I tell them it's like, look, if if you want to be a fighter, you can't just say you want to be a fighter, right? You have to be ready. You know, to sacrifice, you know, a, a lot. You have to be ready to get
0: punched in the face.
1: You gotta be ready to get punched in the face, and you right, you gotta be ready to give up, a, give up a couple of things. Mm-hmm. You know, we have no idea how many people here, you know, you here saying, "Oh, I want to fight. Oh, I want to do this. I want to make it to the UFC." It's like, okay, are you ready to put in the work that a fighter has to put in? Because there's one thing: say you want to be a fighter. and There's another thing that you put in the work to be a fighter.
0: What are some sacrifices that you've made to be a UFC fighter?
1: Tell you what, you know, like I, I've been doing. I started since I was thirteen, and then, you know, I the moment I started training, like I fell in love with training, and I was given the opportunity to, be like, yo, by the time you turn eighteen, it was like you can fight. And I just hold my skill. You know, I gave up. I gave up. Look, to be honest, like I gave up. Like you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't drink. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't go out and party at all. I just focused on yo. Let me train. No, I want the for you. Nah, man, <laughs> only on special occasions, only if I have to. If I go visit my dad in Colombia, he, he knows that we're gonna have a drink together.
0: So, you, you gave out like hanging out with friends. Um, I'm pretty sure most of your friends are just training partners and, and team members. Uh, you gave up drinking. What else as far as like, because there's a lot of sacrifices. I'm telling
1: you, you, you give up, you give up a lot of time of your, of of your life. Like, look, you know, you give up going to party, you give up hanging out with friends. The good thing is, is, you know, like you have friends that understand what your lifestyle is like, then it's great because they'll be like, yo, I get you. It's not like you're just trying to ghost me and you just like, you're, you're Mm -hmm. training It's I understand. And then, then like when they see me achieve this, I was like, yo, man, I'm so happy for you. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm I'm like thankful that you guys understand. Cause I have like a bunch of friends from high school that you know they're like, yo, ever since we see you like running down from, from Cardozo High School all the way to go to the training. Wait, gym. you went to Dozo? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yo, shout out to Cardozo. Our
0: shout out to Cardozo High School. Our director, his wife went to Cardozo. She's Colombian also from Queen. Really? Yeah. So shout out to Cardozo.
1: Yeah. All oh, high school. Can't believe there wasn't a 10 year reunion. <laughs> but uh, yeah man you know like it's like i would only just run from cardinals high school all the way to the to you know to to the school to train and i would just keep doing it over and over and i'll be like you know a couple of times that i would go hang out they'll be like dude how's training going Or I man, i can't wait to see you in like the big leagues and then they like i said you know they would be understanding as most people and I'll be like, and I'll actually like, thank. I'll be like, yo, I thank you guys for your support. I thank you guys for just being there, and sticking by through me. Like, I know, mm-hmm. like, we don't hang out as much, but it's like, thank you guys for understanding the fact that, you know, this is your life. You have to. Live this it. is my it's, lifestyle, yeah. and and they're like, they're all about it. Even 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 my family, you know, like sometimes I, I gave up, you know, like a, a lot of family time, and especially as Latinos, you know, like we're all like, you know, we're all about family, but the thing is, they understand. They understand that I. I I'm working hard towards something big in my big in in my life. You know, it's not like I'm going out and just you know screwing around. It's like no, I'm, I'm I'm putting in work because I wanna I wanna make it to that high level. And even when I got to the UFC, I was like, "Yo, we can't stop now." Okay, I just
0: got here. This is where the work begins. Yeah,
1: exactly. All the all <clears throat> that work that we got to make it here. Now we got to double it. So. You know, at first ma- many people wouldn't understand. They would just you know, especially since like when the UFC was still kind of like in its younger stages and people didn't understand it's like, oh, you fight, why would you do something so barbaric? Why'd you do something why why
0: barbaric trying- is the common term that I hear a lot? Like, exactly. why do you watch that? It's barbaric. Why do you yeah.
1: and the, the the thing is people people don't get it. it's like you know, fighting's been around for the longest time. Right? and and people say it's barbaric, but when you actually get to know like an like an actual fighter.
0: Yeah, we're back. To Max quote Hill. you, it's a, it's a chess match, actually. Yeah. That's why yeah. I love watching an MMA fight so much. I mean, there's just so many different parts that get so many ways a fight can end, yeah. And so many disciplines that go into it. Um, it's just you got the feints that are going on, the little matches between the the, the two fighters because there's stuff That's going mental on. Mental warfare. Too. The mental warfare. It's a lot that goes into it. So you, you talked you painted a very beautiful picture of the sacrifices that fighters put through. Now let's say, what's that post fight meal look like when you're winning, and you're going back to the locker room, because you get some time to take some time off, a few days off, and and, and yeah. wh- what's that look like?
1: Give no, us the I mean, glory of it. You know, like one of the best things is you know, like also sacrifices you have to give up a lot of delicious things that you like to eat so for me you know like I' the moment I'm done with a fight I'll eat anything I'll go to any freaking restaurant but the best thing is I'm gonna have myself like a nice juicy steak with some ice cream on the side ready to go <laughs> like I, I'll, I'll have like I'm like yo give me like this giant chocolate chip cookie with like two brownies some sundaes on there and let me just go let me just go to town man it's like it's like i remember i remember when i fought in ac and me, this one me and my teammate shane that we fought in the same card in rare combat and we had this thing at the and um at the tropican it's called the the tugboat and it's like this thing Literally, it's like boats it was like this big just all ice cream all ice cream and brownies and we just freaking down that thing but it was amazing
0: and then afterwards, when you have to go to the gym after eating something like that?
1: Holy crap, dude. It's like, we paid for it. But it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. The bathroom trips were horrible, but... no, <laughs> I was going to say, if you, if you don't eat,
2: like, I, I, I'm, right now I'm doing, um, even though I do hookah all the time, I'm not really eating. I'm, only, I'm doing, like, a smoothie thing that this uh, nutritionist that I've, <laughs> I've been talking to, put me on. Um, but um, I feel like when I don't, when I when I don't eat anything that has to do with like sweets and like uh, and you know, like you mentioned chocolate or what, brownies or cookies or some shit like that, and you go on a binge, the bathroom shit afterwards is like <laughs>
0: like
1: it. no other, like
0: no other. Just imagine. A diet of a fighter and they're going afterwards having like alcohol and like burgers and steaks and all that their stomach is not used to that for at least a couple months that's
1: yeah. why you see some fighters and they're not they're not crazy ripped for a reason we're all fat boys at heart come yeah. on there's like no fighter can deny that we're all fat boys at heart that's what it is
0: so yeah. what's the what's the long-term goal here is it is it that ufc gold is it make a nice chunk of change where you can start your own school, or where do you see this career I wanna, going?
1: On? I want to be a fucking world champion. That's world it. Champion. I want to go to thirty-five. Look, I thought I want to focus on becoming a world champion. The money and everything will come on its own. Like I'm doing mm-hmm. it for the love of this. I love fighting. I love training. You know, every day I'm doing what I love to do. Look, I, I teach martial arts. I have a my school in Bayside, Queens, mm-hmm. um, and you know, this is this is. How do you what? have a taekwondo school? Based, on, it's it's not near Bell, right? It's it's right actually on uh, on Northern. You know where the precinct one eleven is? Yeah. yeah, Tiger Storm School, right there. Yeah. Okay. okay,
0: so it's not near that strip on Bell where all those bars and
1: great. We were are. we used to we used to be there, and we moved out of there because it started getting <laughs> a little crazy
0: there. <laughs> awesome. But the but long right term the goal is world title. I think yeah, it, it, there's never been a Colombian world champion. Anymore. Yeah. Ready, I might have to look that up. I don't. I don't think there's ever been. No. We're, ready. we're
2: ready for the Colombian world champion. Yeah, I think we're man. ready
0: for a Latino world champion.
2: Yeah, man.
0: I don't think we've had any. I don't know. I mean, well, had the title fight. Oh, Henry Cejudo. He's but you know what? Mention <laughs> his name. I I don't like Henry Cejudo at all. I feel like you see friends. we're having this conversation, and I feel like he puts on a. A, a persona or a show it's not necessary you could be yourself you know he tries to be more of like you know Kobe covington does the same thing yeah i think connor yeah. is that way he just
1: amplifies himself yeah. in certain notches but yeah sometimes it's, it's just not natural for people it's like look it's like for me I, I i don't need to talk shit yeah you know and if, and if i did try to forcefully try to talk shit it would just—it would just it be so unnatural. You're just like, oh man, it leaves like a bad taste. to be like, why would I do that? <laughs> like,
0: if, if 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 your opponent did rib at you though, would you come unnerved? Or, I mean, during the face-off, obviously if they shove you or something. But would there be something that would like
1: make you lose that
0: control?
2: Especially
1: why, why would Especially he at a that?
0: press conference?
1: Why would he tell us that? <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying. Well, look. And look, I had a had a fight in um in Utica. This guy, Daniel Tamer, is the Swedish dude. And like he was a lot shorter than I was. And it was funny because if you look at our standoff picture, he he got on his tippy toes and literally got in my face. Like he got so close, he like headbutted me. And I, and I like like he was trying to act like Super tough, trying to be super tough, dude. When every time I was him in the hotel, he'd be like, his whole team would be like, Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? He'd be like, Hey, what's up? You see, I, I've
0: was- seen that before. I've been in the hotels with the fighters and I've seen them. Uh, I one of them's like, Really, you're gonna say what's up to me? And then at the press conference, it's like, Oh, let's make this spectacle go. By yeah. the way, that <laughs> fight ended in a rear naked choke, in case
1: you guys were, yeah, <laughs> but, but it was. It was one of those, it's just like, I'm like, dude, why are you getting my face? Like, I just, all I did was smile. Like, I just smiled at him and he was just like uh, literally on his tippy toes trying to reach, get to my level and height, which is what made it funnier because I'm just like, dude, you're on your tippy toes. You're trying to come up, look get tough. up to my face. Yeah. I'm like, so I just smiled at him. And I think it's just the fact that, you know, look, I, I, I smile at everybody and people just see like, yo. There's something behind that smile that you're just gonna. You're, it's gonna be a fucking fight. Just know that. Just know I'm like, you can get my face, you can say whatever you want. Just know that. Just make it to that octagon, and we're gonna fight. That's it.
0: Have you ever had? Uh, I'm not sure. If you have, somebody missed weight.
1: Back in the in the in the ring of combat days, I had a couple people that missed weight, and I just I'm just like. I'll fight you, man. It's like, I'm not going to, I didn't show up here to have my fight. Does it disappoint
0: you though? Cause you, you put in all this work to make sure you you do your thing professionally and you get to the weight and then this guy's overweight
1: or underweight or whatever. It's annoying, but in a way it fires you up more because you're just like, you didn't have the discipline to make the weight. Like we gave you eight weeks and you missed weight and you couldn't do it. So that alone itself gives you a mental edge just like I know I put in more work than you because when you were busy eating this and thinking you were going to make weight, you didn't. It's like I was working harder than you. And that alone gets you fired up to like I got a mental edge already over you because you're feeling like crap because you didn't make weight. And you're trying to. And you're losing
0: some of your purse also.
1: Yeah, that too. I mean, I know that hits everyone when they can lose like 30% (laughs) of the purse. Yeah, man.
0: So on this show, we started, normally we do this live. Uh, Mm -hmm. I would like to bring you back on the show when we're back to normal, live in a person. Yeah. Let's do do it in Queens, maybe. We'll do this one in Queens. We normally shoot in Washington Heights, where I'm originally from. But I've been living in Queens for five, six years. So now I'm more Queens than Uptown. But uh, we came up with this concept of three, two, one. Three things you've been watching during this quarantine. Two things you've been listening to. And one thing you do to keep your sanity. Mm. All right. So let's go with the three things you've been watching
1: first. What are three things you've been watching during quarantine? Three things I've been watching first. I've been watching a lot of cooking shows because that, yeah. Doesn't that tempt you, though? Like you're you're oh trying God, to. Dude. Nonstop.
2: <laughs> no, Just which
0: one?
2: I've been watching the one, uh, the Selena Gomez one, and I actually fucking love that
1: one. Yeah, you know which one I used to like watching the one with uh, I think it was Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Oh, <laughs> yo,
2: that was a fucking good one!
1: And that was oh. good,
2: man.
1: that was a good show. I was watching um Ozark, Ozark's a great show. Love that show, dude. You know what show I just finished? I just finished watching both seasons of Cobra Kai. I was like, yo, mean, I'm,
0: I'm hit halfway through the second season, but I think this it hits closer home to you, doesn't it? I mean. It also gives you a little nostalgia with the Karate Kid. I fucking love it,
1: bro. It's fucking great. It was
0: a great show. I loved it. Yeah,
1: it was loved great, it. man. I have like the bass. like, do you think the old Cobra Kai way was too hard? So it's better than new soft Cobra Kai. And like, we just have the bass. I'm like, hey, man, whatever works for anybody. It's like. What
0: I like about it, it gives you an explanation of uh, why. Um Johnny Lawrence is the way he was in the. My movie. My favorite thing is like his you retelling like a perspective of the characters.
1: My favorite. Tell me not. Tell me not the soundtrack that they had for that whole season. Eighties <laughs> <laughs> rock, nonstop jamming to Coldplay yeah. soundtrack. What? Yo, my fav- my favorite part about that show though is
2: that is his like his his retelling of the shit that happened, which is yeah. like his he side was really of the story.
0: Yeah. Like
2: he was like, you know,
0: have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, Julio?
1: Yes, I watched that whole thing. I love that
0: show. <laughs> so uh, Barney Stinson is a fan of The Karate Kid. Yeah, and his he thinks The Karate Kid was William Zabka, not uh, Rob Macchio. So I think like. Watching that show and then leading into Cobra Kai, kind of like, yeah. yeah, you start feeling like, yeah, it is Billy Zapka. You know, Ralph Macho was the bully. He came into town. He took this guy's girl.
1: <laughs> you know what? So- I rewatched. I rewatched the entire Office. That uh, I, I, can't, I did
0: that recently too. Yeah,
1: I can never stop watching that show over and over. I watching it. I
0: watching it That show. <laughs> I'm gonna. If you've never seen, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. That's uh, a good show. Uh, and The League, if, if you like – fan. oh, actually, I'm doing a fantasy football draft right now. Yahoo's picking on my team. Uh, the League is a very funny show, just to recommend. Oh, and Money Heist on Netflix. Money haven't Heist. haven't watched it. Yeah.
1: Haven't watched it. I heard good things about it. Very good
0: show. What are two things you're listening to? Currently? Or
1: reading. Or reading. It could be an
0: audio book and stuff like that.
1: Right now, I'm just uh, like I'm listening to just a uh, podcast. Um, of course, I listen, you know, nonstop Joe Rogan because he always has just interesting people on there. And yeah, uh, just, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm halfway <laughs> with uh, with the one he's doing with Mike Tyson right that he just did with Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Like it's just wild, man. Mike Tyson's podcast is very interesting. Yeah, if that hot that boxing that. is a good show. Yeah. And then uh, I listened to a little bit of like, you know, the fighter and the kid below the belt. Like when it comes to like fighting and you learn, you know, just.
0: Um, so no Ariel Hulani? A little no. bit
1: of Ariel Hulani. You know, it's like sometimes just, I, I just like uh, these, some of these other podcasts, because they kind of go into like a lot of random shit. So it's like they'll start like, oh, it's fighting, fighting. And then it derails to something else. You <laughs> say It is like. When they
0: do fight companions, when it's like uh, Brandon Shaw, Joe yeah. Logan. And yeah, it's hilarious, man.
1: Um, All right, and, so you, you
0: listen to podcasts, but you don't listen to ours. That, that that's terrible.
1: <laughs> well now, well now, now I heard about Rich, so I'm gonna be right like, here in this podcast more. <clears throat> uh,
0: so what's one thing you're doing
1: to keep your sanity during the quarantine? Well, look, I just you know play some video games, and you just do a little bit of reading, man. You know, do a little, a um, little bit of mental training as well. 'Cause a lot, a lot of times, you know, through 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 like the fighting career you're just going so much that, you know, you don't take the time to really sometimes just slow down and be like, Yo man, and, and enjoy it. This is you know, although the shit's been crazy all over the place, like in reality, it's like use this like as a benefit. It's like, look, you're taking like a like a small break from this and you get to focus on something you haven't done. I think there's like a lot of the mental aspect of it. Because we're constantly just, like, training, you know, cardio, this, that, this, that. like, And now a lot of people have the time to kind of sit back and just be like, just do, like, a little mental training for yourself. And right now, hanging with my niece, because she's cutest freaking thing ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julio, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Uh, you're more than welcome to do another episode with us. Yeah. Uh, even if you want to be a guest host also where we interview someone else, we can also do that. Uh, Dude, I, think, I, can,
1: I can reach out to Shane or Lyman. or Jimmy. I think you're a
0: good time. I would love to have Shane Lyman or Jimmy yeah, man, on I'm the sure. show. Either either any up. of those. Um, good luck at Bantamweight. We'll be rooting for you, man. Not because exactly. you've been on the show. It's just we'll be rooting for you. Yo, man. I, I, I don't watch
2: so many fights. And now I will watch when you fight. We'll do
0: a, uh, when when the
1: when the fight is booked, we'll do a, a viewing party we'll do a viewing yeah party. man dude i would love it but definitely look i'll let i'll let shane Lyman, jimmy know like these guys would mm. love to be part of it they got i mean look they all have their own amazing stories so more
0: than more than happy to have those guys especially shane's story when uh shane had long hair i think it was his first fight in the UFC. yeah um and during the fight he told his
1: cut man, to cut it off yeah, one well, of the wildest things. Coach, things are, yeah. Our boxing coach Ray Velez was like, "Yo, man, we got to cut this thing." He did a barbershop. Shane edit. was like, "Go ahead." While yeah. in between rounds, I've never movie. seen
0: something like that
1: before. They what, uh, shout out to the cornerman and boxing coach extraordinaire Ray Velez. Yeah, he, he actually, so yeah man, he's he's been he's a, an amazing boxing coach, and he's that dude can do it all, man. He actually lives he lives in Queens.
2: Yo, another queens, dude. So you put some Colombian food
0: after your fight, too. That's right. Maybe let's say if you do your MSG again, I think you should just immediately leave the garden and go to Jackson Heights and just celebrate on Jackson Heights with some really good Colombian food right after a good
1: win. Dude, I'd be down, man. You get good, people,
0: good people, <laughs> people freaking celebrate over there. Throw it up. Shout out to Tiger Show in the school. Always. Shout out to my man Julio Arce. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in the Octagon again. Hopefully.
1: And say
2: thank you for coming through.
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs> for man. coming through. Yo, thank you guys for having me. This is amazing. I can't I actually can't wait. I can't wait to do this again. This is a great sure. podcast.
0: Man. Oh, in person, we'll bring some surprises in person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: then Crazy will challenge you to something. You usually <laughs> do a segment called Crazy's Challenge. Um, Maybe Crazy challenges challenge you we'll to a wrestling match we'll or something. Back. We'll bring you back. It oh, should man. be a lot of fun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Julio Arce, UFC, well, Bantamweight now, former Featherweight. Good luck at Bantamweight. Uh, keep doing what you're doing and have a successful cut down to
1: 135, right? Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. You guys take care.
0: Have a good night.
1: Take care, my man. Have a good one.